0: Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant.
1: This is New York Game Day with Anita Marks and Chris Canty on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Connor Rogers, who's joining us right now. Connor, welcome in. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Anita, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Better than Ossimile, that's for sure. Uh, before we start talking X's and O's, if you can, bring us up to speed on the drama uh, surrounding him in the in the Jets' medical staff for those that are listening for the first time who might not be aware of this story.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simply that the player and the team just disagree on where his injury is at. And for Koleche uh he has a lingering shoulder injury that he claims, you know, from other doctors that he does need season-ending surgery. And on the Jets' end, they claim that they have two doctors that have cleared him to not only not get surgery, but to resume practicing right now. And that, that's a pretty big disagreement and a very significant one. Uh, now, there have been reports out there that, you know, there's been some wrongdoings uh, by the Jets and how they've handled this. Obviously, Kleche Osemele's side is very upset By this, And I think the Jets are also upset because they believe he can play. Now, this shoulder injury occurred from when he was with Oakland. This isn't a brand-new injury. I think it's one that's lingering now and maybe has gotten worse. It's just a really bad situation on both sides, and the Jets have a very beat-up offensive line where they want him back. Now, there's also rumors he was going to be benched whether he got hurt or not for Alex Lewis, who has played pretty well at the left guard spot. So maybe that affects things here, too. But at the end of the day, Osemoli did not practice yesterday I think the team plans to find him and I don't know if he'll ever play another snap for the Jets ever again at this point
2: And Connor, this is a bizarre situation I know Kelechi Osemi from our days in Baltimore, nobody loves football more than him, nobody works harder than him, but if there's an actual injury in his shoulder, if he's dealing with a partially torn labrum then how can the club and their doctors dispute whether or not they feel like he's healthy enough to play?
1: Yeah, Chris, I'm with you all the way. That's where it gets, like, really dicey because when it comes down to it, you can't be telling a guy that, you know, how he should feel. That's what bothers me the most is that if this is bothering him, if he can't go out and be the, you know, Coletio Semele a multiple-time Pro Bowl-level guard, he's even played tackle, when it comes down to it, I think that's absolutely ridiculous from the team side of things and something that – at some point, the NFLPA, you would assume, has to get involved here to figure this out, especially if a grievance is filed by the player. And for Assembly, I mean, Chris and Anita, you both know this, when he's healthy, he's one of the best offensive linemen in football. And I think from what we saw early on when he was gotten through this, he simply wasn't the player that we've come to learn and see but I mean, dominate at that level. So... I mean, I know you don't always have to see it on film, but I, I believe it that he is definitely laboring through something right now in that shoulder.
2: Yeah, and Connor, I'm right there with you. I think the NFLPA does get involved because of these representation said that they would consider filing a grievance against the Jets. Now, moving forward, there has to be some serious concerns about the perception of who the Jets organization is around NFL circles. I mean, when you look at this and know how Adam Gase's tenure in Miami ended, him alienating some of the key players, um, the, namely Cameron Wake and, and, and Jay Ajahi. I mean, do you have any concern about how the, the rest of the guys in the locker room might feel toward the head coach and the organization based on what's happening here?
1: Well, you have to at some point. Now, this is the third team that we've seen this with over the last, Couple of months here with the Washington Redskins and Trent Williams. That one has gone on from last year into this year. It's obviously gotten to the point where Trent claims he's not coming back to the team, and I don't blame him. Cordy Glenn, right now in the Bengals, I believe, is dealing with a concussion, and the team is having problems with him. And now you have the Jets with Osemele. So this is becoming a league wide problem with players. They clearly feel like they're not getting the medical attention they deserve. They're not going to continue to take painkillers just to get by week after week. They feel that's, uh, you know, it's understandably a ridiculous ask in this league. So, yeah, you don't want to get that kind of reputation in the locker room. And it does start with the head coach, because at the end of the day, the head coach should meet with the player. And I think when you look at the new GM, Joe Douglas, it also looks really bad because this wasn't his move. This was Mike McCaggan's trade. Joe Douglas comes in and also trades for another off. Offensive guard and Alex Lewis, a guy he is familiar with because he comes from Baltimore, and then Alex Lewis ends up playing. So at the end of the day, it looks like there's just the two sides are not on the same page. And when you're running a football organization, you need to figure out how to run that from the top.
0: Again, uh want to remind you today's show brought to you by FW Webb and Wheel McLean Heating Contractors. Turn to FW Web for top quality equipment and parts. Find out how you can get a free Pure Pro Boiler trim kit with every Wheel McLean water boiler purchase. Go to FWWeb.com slash free kit. Uh, we're talking all things jets here uh, with Connor Rogers. Uh, let, let's talk about CJ Mosley. I know he got in some practice time this week, it's going to be a big key for him to be active and attractive against this Patriots offense come Monday night. What can you tell us? Do you expect him to be active?
1: Yeah, he says he's going to play. Now, I think he's only gone through really individual drills at this point. But, you know, the belief is that he's moving at the level he needs to. With any kind of groin injury, uh, any kind of pull or strain, and this was supposed to be an upper groin-level injury, uh, the risk of re-aggravating that is so high that this took a lot longer than many expected for him to come back from. But uh, if he, he feels like he's good to go, barring a setback, so he's going to play against New England. And New England is the type of team right now where they're going to play defense, the best defense in football, and, and they want to run the ball. They want to establish the run. Now, the Cowboys did a good job running the ball against the Jets last week. So this is a unit that not only has been banged up without C.J. Mosley, they lost Avery Williamson over the summer to a season-ending injury. Some of the defensive linemen, including Henry Anderson, who's questionable, have been fighting injuries. Quinn Williams has been fighting an ankle at times. So that front, teams want to run against that front, and New England is always going to be one of those teams. So C.J. Mosley being back on the field is a gigantic factor for Monday Night Football.
2: Connor, let's look at the other sideline with the New England Patriots. They've already ruled out Josh Gordon, tight ends, Matt Lacoste, and Ryan Izzo. Edelman, Dorsett, Berkman, Olszewski, they've all been limited in practice this week. What do we expect? Are those guys going to play in Monday night's game?
1: Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, obviously Josh Gordon's going to be out there missing the tight ends. But I think you have Edelman, a lot of their slot options, and Dorsett. Those guys should play in this game. And I think at the end of the day, New England's just going to try to run the ball anyway in this one. Now, that's crazy when you have Tom Brady back there, even though we've seen kind of a different version of Tom early on this year. But New England wants to play defense and run the ball in this game. They have the best four-man rush in football. Their success rate with the four-man rush is higher than anyone else's in the league. So they feel comfortable that they could stop any opposition on offense, especially a beat-up Jets offensive line where – they're not going to have to drop Tom Brady back 40, 50 times to win this game where it might mitigate some of the serious wide receiver injuries they have across. Now looking forward, I do think this is a New England team that's going to try to add some kind of pass catcher at the deadline.
2: Uh, would that pass catcher be A.J. Green from the Cincinnati Bengals? There's been a lot of speculation about him potentially being on the move as we get closer to the deadline on October 29th.
1: But yeah, there is. The problem right now is the Bengals aren't currently opening to you know, open to moving him. Now I think that'll change. He's a free agent at the end of the year. The Bengals might not win a game this year, so you need to get all the assets you can at that point. So A. J. Green's name might pop up. I know uh when it comes down to, you know, Albert Wilson's name has been on the deadline. I think the Bucks at some point are gonna consider moving O. J. Howard, which would be really interesting because New England loves to funnel the offense through the tight end so often and he's underachieved in Tampa but he's a really really talented player so I think H.A. Green O.J. Howard those names have to be in the conversation at some point
2: Connor, last question for me. The Jets are the worst third-down offense in the National Football League, and the Patriots' defense has only given up 10 third-down conversions all year. What's Adam Gase's plan when this team gets to the money down on how they're going to be able to convert in those situations?
1: I think Adam Gase's plan right now is to hope Sam Darnold can make magic happen. Now, he did that a couple of times against the Cowboys, that feel in the pocket, that shoulder dip to evade the rush, but... I think with Gase, he's looking to create mismatches. We saw Demarius Thomas even work inside a couple of times last week, which it worked on a couple of big plays. Now, the problem is I think this team wants to open things up in the middle and use their tight end Chris Herndon, and he hasn't played in a game this year from suspension and injury. So that's what puts them in a bind on Monday night. Uh, you know, a lot of teams know they're going to throw underneath to Levyon. They've been taking that away. Robbie Anderson traditionally hasn't done anything against this New England team, but you need to get him working over the top here. That's another huge aspect of this game. Can they hit any kind of big play utilizing Robbie Anderson's speed, whether it's on crossers, whether it's on drag routes and vertical routes? So uh, I think for Gase, they're trying to get by without Herndon right now, who's always, you know, traditionally Darnold's favorite target. And Robbie Anderson really, really needs to step up in this game for them to do that.
0: Connor, thank you so much. You could find Connor at Bleacher Report and also podcast Stick to Football. Connor, you rock. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Have a great weekend.
1: This is New York Game Day with Anita Marks and Chris Canty on 98.7 ESPN.